Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Somehow, some way, we made it to Friday. Welcome to a Friday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Michael is going to produce today. How about the rainstorm we had yesterday? I am not a fan of close lightning. I don't know who is. But uh, that, it was, I can't speak to what happened at your house, but near my house, it was about 20 minutes of, oh boy, close. Uh, and more is expected, too, by the way. Tiger Woods misses the cut for the fourth time in 22 starts at the Open Championship. And look, whether you like him, whether you don't, the ovation that he got walking up 18, because look, I think Tiger Woods is at the point in his career now where does he play this event again? I mean, I, where he is physically, where he is age-wise, um, and Mark Kalkovecchia, Gator golfer, um, I'm going to hope to get him on here next week after he gets home from Scotland because it was his last Open. He got He got a chance to play one more time. He didn't play well, but so what? He's a former winner of the event. Uh, it was emotional for him, too, because it was the last time, you know, he would play this. Uh, Sam Horsfield, eight over par. He's not going to make the cut either. Uh, Billy Horschel is still out on the course. I'll update you uh, on the leaderboard here uh, shortly. Um, okay, today... The great Tim Kirkjim will join us to talk Major League Baseball. And uh, as you call in today, you know I always tell it like it is. <clears throat> There's j just not a lot happening. There will be this weekend and next week. MLB draft takes place, starts on Sunday. The All-Star Game, Home Run Derby. Pete Alonso, by the way, is the two-seed, the defending champion. He's in there. And he's going to go up against Acuna in the first round, which will be interesting. Um, and then you have SEC Media Days next week. So, you know, there'll be a little something to talk about. But today, want to get through it. And uh, I've, been, you know, I've been giving you a lot of music stuff. I'm going to give you one more music thing today. I've given you... If you're on a desert island, you only had okay. I, I I got you the album. What 45 would you have? What female vocalist vocalist would you have today? What male vocalist would you have if you were stranded on a deserted island that could only have one? Don't give me two. Don't give me three. Give me one. Give me the one that you would have if you were stranded. With less, is, let me see. What is today's date? Michael, do you know? I don't even know the date. 
15th? Okay. Let me do a quick math. 16 days left in July. 31, that's uh, 47. 31 in August. Um, so there's, what, 50-something days, 50 days till the start of the football season? A lot of times, I believe this happens. When Florida's coming off a season, it came off. There's pessimism. Florida wasn't very good. The roster isn't very good, et cetera. So at the beginning, you know, with a lot of days left, a long time left, it's like, oh, oh I don't know if we're going to win seven games. I, I don't know. I've always felt as it gets closer, the fan kicks in. Yeah, man, we're going to win nine. We're going to kick Utah's butt. We're gonna, I mean, yeah. So just how many days out we are, uh, let's see, 16, uh, 47, 50, I think it's 50 days, 50 days. Seven weeks from tomorrow, Gator football starts. So 50 days. Are you more optimistic, less optimistic, or about the same when it comes to your season prediction for Gator football. One thing uh, I noticed, I, I just happened to glance at football recruiting today. It's, it's relative. It really is. I don't know the fan base in Utah. I don't know if the fan base is as rabid as you know, SEC fan bases can be. 24-7 sports, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. You can go online and correct me. I believe Florida is number 23 in terms of recruiting, or 21 or 23 in terms of recruiting class for 2023. And some Gator fans are apoplectic over that. You know what Utah is? Like 50th, 48th or 50th. I wonder what their fan base thinks. They're preseason top 10 in a lot of polls, which is good. And that's where they sit. I wonder if their fan base going crazy on Twitter. Because they're not even in Florida's atmosphere when it comes to that. All right. Um, let's get calls. By the way, uh, Arizona State wide receiver transfer Ricky Pearsall was awarded the number one Gator jersey, just for whatever that's worth. And I got a couple of emails about that. Let's get some calls, emails, questions, comments. Let's do it. 3928255. Email srussell at wruf.com as Michael takes your calls today. Uh, Lee will lead us off. Lee, go ahead. Hey, Steve, you're right. In seven weeks, I'll be gung-ho and thinking the Gators going to beat them 50 nothing, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, go, I'll go ahead and predict we'll lose 30-27 because I went to the spring game first time since probably I was sat in the rain as a student in 84. We used to walk down and see all the spring games as students. So I went this year, sat by myself, and I saw Anthony Richardson go four, four drives in a row on our first string defense. It was Anthony Richardson, 28. First string defense, zero. 
And right then I said, you know, Anthony's going to run around, get three or four touchdowns, but we're going to lose 30-27. What do you say? Oh, I honestly, uh, I always reserve my judgment till the week of the game because I try to find video of a team to look at. I try to talk to the coaches. I try to talk to broadcasters. And I've not done that with Utah yet. I do know, you know, since they made a change at quarterback last year, their offense got better. Um, but, you know, I don't know about winning and losing yet. I just was, just from a general aspect, if fans are more confident, less confident than what they were, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'll get more confident in the next seven weeks. But what I saw <laughs> in the spring game, uh, without Miller, uh, first-string defense ain't got a chance. And, uh, you know, they got a long way to go. Okay. Lee, I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Um, Mark says about uh, Pearsall getting the one. He said there are three ways to look at it. He's a dynamic player. Heard he is. Made an immediate impact both on and off the field with coaches and teammates. Other wide receivers not deserving of it, which would be highly concerning considering their experience. Other wide receivers just were offered number one, just didn't want to change numbers. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Yeah, Mark, I think you're reading way too much into that. D- do I think Pearsall's good? Yeah, I mean, his numbers were good. Does it mean he's going to have those numbers at Florida? No. Does it mean Shorter, West, and anybody else won't? You know, do well? No, we don't know that. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes, you, you you start as fans start reading into things. I think it is too much into that. Byron, hello. <laughs> Steve, hey, enjoy your show. I loved you and Mark yesterday, and I, I called to tell that you want to get producer guys that to encourage you and tell you, Steve. I listen to most of these shows because I I probably don't have a life. And, uh, man, it is rough. I don't know how you guys do it this time of the year. It, it's nothing to talk about. So so hang in there. Here's my, my best try to get yourself maybe to get something to going. But I, I love uh, Steve, uh, my, a long-lost cousin, I believe, but his name is Charlie Wilson. He sings for a group called the Gap Band, but he's kind of solo now. I would love to have him on the island singing to my, my long-lost cousin singing to me. And uh, Would you my, want him I, singing, you dropped a bomb on me? You must know him. That would be one of the things. I, I mean, we, we'd be part of him. I don't know how we do that by ourselves, but probably that there. Yeah, see, that, boy, that's one of the best. You know your music. Let it keep going, Steve. Optimistic, Steve, about the season. You know, that guy made some great points. The defense, I, I wasn't going there, but I, I, I like the negative recruiting. I think it's a Jimmy's and Joe's, and I don't know about this year, but you know, it's a young man's game now, and if you don't recruit, I think Coach Urban was saying that this guy works, and and that's why I don't think I could coach anymore because I'm tired of doing all that. But yeah, he moves and he recruits. And last, Steve, my question: If you want to get into this, this is sort of like a summer question, Steve. Florida, we, you know, I was talking football. We can't help it. Florida State and Florida kind of going through the same stuff with the new coaches, even Miami. If you want to get in football, so. Pro in college, even the Bucks, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars, if you want to do that. What pro or college teams do you see on the upward trend in Florida, and who do you think will be the team of the, the, that we would look back and say, that they had a great year in Florida? 
college of pro. If that makes sense to you, thank you. And I always love to see when you go Gators. Byron, thanks. Um, well, team of the decade, it's early, obviously. You've got eight years left. Um, that's hard to say because, again, if you look at the state of football in this state with the big three and the three NFL teams, outside of the Bucks, ain't good. Dolphins haven't been good. The Jags certainly haven't been good. And again, historically, Florida, Miami, and Florida State, historically bad last year. I mean, to the point it was the worst since the 70s, if you do it you know, with the three of them collectively. So there's not much other direction to go but up. Because if you go further down, trouble. 12.15, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Perry Yalcutt. On the diamond, the Tampa Bay Rays begin their series against the Baltimore Orioles after coming off a series sweep against the Boston Red Sox. Luis Patino takes the mound for the Rays, as both teams compete in a tight wild card race heading into the All-Star break. Coverage for the game can be found right here at 6.30. In professional golf, this Open at St. Andrews continues today. At last look, Dustin Johnson leads the pack under two. Three former Gators compete with Billy Horschel set to tee off at 8.30, one over par. Sam Horsfield and Mark Kalkovecchia are projected to miss the cut. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Perry Yalka. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. What is the number one mistake sellers make when selling their home? Well, the answer could surprise you. So I asked the agent that I trust, Scott Caldwell, with your home sold guaranteed realty, this important question. He says, with the experience that he has, which is nearly 20 years of experience, He's seen a buyer's market, a seller's market, the low inventory market, which is what we're in right now. And he's one of the biggest mistakes sellers make is not planning ahead. If you have the luxury of being able to sell in this hot market, he says, do your research, find out what your home is really worth. And if you need to buy another one, Scott Cowell has off market listings that never hit the MLS. Almost 50% of sales are with off-market properties. And he has over 8,000 buyers in his database. He's got all the info you need to help you plan ahead and, most importantly, get you the most money in your pocket. So start planning ahead now. Call Scott, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. 
Melden Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Hey, sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online at Daughtry Tree Service. We believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Now's your chance for a refresh with savings up to $500 off select computers like the XPS and select Alienware systems, taking performance to the next level with Intel Core processors. Plus, shop special deals on top accessories. Great financing available with a Dell preferred account and free shipping. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. When flying insects show up in your home, how do you get rid of them? Hopelessly clapping every single one? Aimlessly swatting back and forth? Hanging fly strips in your living room? Ew, ew, ew. Instead, try Zevo Traps. Zevo uses light, not odor or chemical insecticides, to attract and trap bugs, working continuously so you don't have to. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Now at a store near you. Coming in September, the beginning of the Billy Napier era. It's not about me. It is going to be about our football team. We are going to do things with class. We are going to do things with integrity. We are going to build young men of character. We are proud to be your home for Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Call us up, talk some sports, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says his male vocalist would be Tony Bennett. And he says his female vocalist could be George Clooney's aunt, Rosemary. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's get uh, PG to talk to us now. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, so I was listening to Mark Wise and you yesterday. That was awesome. Loved hearing him. Especially too. this He's time a, of year. Yep. That's why I had him here, because we could devote a lot of time to that. Yep, and uh, I know how he feels about officiating, and I, and I do agree with him on a lot of those points. But he said something interesting yesterday, which I think we all kind of know, but he said it like unequivocally, is that you know the, the time of the, the era of the four-year developmental guy is over. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just got to look at it differently now and how the different leagues – you know, from the bottom up are approaching each other. And so my question for you, and we kind of know this too, is, you know, one, is it harder, do you think, for football, you know, to go through that, you know, because they're in the same boat? And two, 
you know, because football is so difficult, and you just mentioned, you know, Utah being in the 50s and, and uh, recruiting rankings and kind of the way Mullen recruited, maybe not that low or you know, that bad or numbers-wise, but developing guys, you know, that was his big thing for his system. Do you think that we're going to see a lesser product on the on the college, uh, maybe not so much basketball, but I guess football, because you're going to have to play young guys early, you're not going to have the time to develop them, and you might lose them, you know, when they are semi-developed, even in a place like Florida. So do you think football will be hit even harder than basketball will be, say, two, three years down the road? You know, PG, it's a great question. I'm going to put my coaching hat on here, okay? And I know I'm, I'm going to make this more simplistic than it is because I think your question has great merit. My job as a coach is to put the best players on the field to win that day. That's my job, okay? Now, do I also have to look at, you know, longer-term things? Of course. But if I don't win enough games, I'm looking for a job. So I don't really care about, well, if I don't play this guy, he might transfer. I, I can't worry about that. I, if, if the guy in front of him is better and he's going to help me win a football game, he plays. If the other guy transfers, oh, well. That's how I would do it. Yeah. I just wonder, because you need so many more numbers in football, obviously, you know, like that's why you see like two or three recruits in basketball can change a program. You still need depth. But with football, I mean, look at the SEC on the offensive line. Like the rule of thumb is you need – you want to get 10 guys on the offensive line ready to play. Maybe not you know, 10 starters. I mean, that'd be ideal, but you need your, your one deep and then your two deep better, better be ready to go. If you're only sitting at seven, you know how guys get injured, then that's a good example right there. That's probably the most pressing unit that needs the numbers, defensive line as well. But I just, I, I just wonder, and I hear things like, oh, well, you know, as soon as it kicks off, you know, in September, nobody's going to care about NIL and all these things. Maybe not so much this year, but two, three, four years down the road, if it's still the wild, wild west, I don't even know if the product is going to look the same because you're going to be forced to play young guys that probably aren't ready, I think. You know? But but let me ask the question. Why do you think you'll be forced to play them? Well, I do think that you're going to have guys going in and out that you you didn't think were, and I guess you can bring guys in. Right, just as easily as they can leave because it's you know wide open. But with the transfer portal, but I just you might okay. So you might sign a, a three-star guy that has a lot of upside. But let's say he was an offensive lineman and he was more of a basketball player, but he's got this great frame, which seemed to be or really a heavy offensive lineman that you need to have lose weight, but basically transform the player. How do you know you're going to have that much time? You put in that kind of resource. You know, you you might have to go higher in ready to play guys, which puts more than more emphasis on recruiting those types. You know, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, I I still think it boils down, PG, to winning the game that day with who you need to win with. And when Mark was here yesterday, you know, he said something that I think we all recognize, and it it's kind of sad. 
the way you recruit, the way you put your roster together has totally changed. And look at Florida's roster right now. They've got seven guys on the basketball roster who are transfers. Played somewhere else. Seven of them. And you think next year's going to be different? It might not be seven, but you know you're going to get transfers come in and you're going to get kids that are going to leave. I, I think that's going to happen, if not every year, darn near it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I'm just looking down the road. So, and what he said, you know, kind of kind of resonated and, and I like you I, I kind of like the roster building and like getting a guy that's a project and and, and that's just changed too yep. you know like it's totally us anyway thank you okay PG thank you uh, Stewart says watching the Rays game the Red Sox starter Cutter Crawford is Jonathan Crawford's younger brother who's pitching for the Carolina Rockers in Indie Bowl seems injuries hampered him after being drafted they did Always wonder what happened to former players like Gavin Dickey come to mind. Where are they now? Um, funny you mentioned that because it, we're not going to do it this summer, but in slower times, we maybe once a week we'll do a where are they now feature. Funny you mentioned that because that's, that's an idea that uh, I've been bouncing around for a long time uh, just to have fun with. And, find you know, for example, let me just throw out um, – Hey, what's Alex Brown doing now? What's John Burke, you know, doing now? So that is something, Stuart, that uh, we are planning on doing. Funny you mentioned that. Um, Lennon Ocala says, hands down, his male vocalist, Springsteen. Okay. If you're tuning in today, again, I'm asking, is your thought process for success for Gator football with Seven weeks from tomorrow, Gator football starts. Are you more optimistic, less optimistic, or about the same as far as what you think Florida's success will be? Okay? And then, again, if you're on a deserted island, I've given you female vocalist. What, who would be the male vocalist you would have with you? You can only pick one if you're on a deserted island. Williams says, Utah doesn't have the passionate fan base we do within the SEC. He, the reason he cares about recruiting is because everybody we play uh, have substantial recruits at an elite level. It's certainly possible we could finish top 10 nationwide and be five or six in the conference. If we played the schedule and talent they did in the Pac-12, I wouldn't be so laser-focused. But again, college sports aren't as big out there anyway. For years, talking heads and reporters uh, told us not to be concerned, but yet we went one and four against Georgia, and Mullen's looking for a job. The culprit, the guy can't recruit. Uh, that got him fired. Yeah, partly. I don't think recruiting is everything as to why you are successful or not, because you have to develop players. You know, I can be a four or a five star out of high school. If I don't get developed, who cares? That, that, that star ranking means zilch. But I get the point. 1229, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
If you suffer joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell with great news. There's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints, pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out. New ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, celebrating their one-year anniversary. And you can join them. Here's the head ball coach himself. On August 11, our restaurant, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, will be celebrating our one-year anniversary. And we're inviting you to Celebration Point. Proceeds from the event will go to the Ronald McDonald House. And we'll have a spread of your favorite Spurrier dishes, as well as special guests. So go to Spurrier's.com right now and reserve your spot before it sells out. And thank you for a super first year. Go Gators. Get your reservations now at Spurrier's.com. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. A mix of sun and clouds today, highs near 90, a little bit warmer southeastward toward the Ocala National Forest. We'll have spotty sea breeze showers popping up first near the I 95 corridor, and as that Atlantic sea breeze migrates inland and interacts with a more humid air mass, expect coverage of storms to increase, especially from I 75 northwestward toward the Swanee Valley and the Big Bend in those areas. Flash flooding will be possible. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. I think Steph is one of the most unique players the game of basketball has ever seen. But LeBron James, he's in a different individual category. We can get into all the metrics. He's the leader in points, assists, rebounds, blocks, steals. I mean, the only thing he doesn't lead statistically by a wide margin is number threes. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And 
it on your phone with the WRUF radio app. A couple of times during the show, I will update you uh, on the Open Championship. Cameron Smith is leading. He is at 13 under par through 14. The course is allowing for scoring today. Cameron Young is 10 under par through 13. Dustin Johnson is the clubhouse leader, 9 under. He shot 67 today. Tyrell Hatton, Scotty Scheffler are 8 under par. They, too, are in the clubhouse. Some notable names. Adam Scott, Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy are at 7 under. Uh, Let's see. I'm going down the list. John Rahm, 4 under. Spieth, 4 under, as is Patrick Reed. Uh, Sergio Garcia is 3 under. Bryson DeChambeau uh, has not uh, gone out yet. Uh, He is 3 under, as is Matsuyama. Tommy Fleetwood is 2 under through 13. Billy Horschel is now uh, at 2 under par through 12. He's had a much better second round after shooting 73 uh, yesterday. Uh, let's see here. Going down the list. Francisco Francisco Molinari, one under par. Justin Thomas, one under par. Uh, John Daly is even. Ernie Els is even. Will Zalatoris is even. The projected cut is one over par. And uh, people like uh, Brooks Kepka, Zach Johnson, Colin Morikawa would not make the cut. Tony Finau wouldn't make the cut either. Um, two Gators, uh, Mark Kalkovecchia and Sam Horsfield will not make the cut. Phil Mickelson is not going to either. Uh, he's at five over after shooting 72 yesterday. He's on pace to shoot 77 today. So Tiger Woods, nine over. He shot 78 and 75. He, too, will miss the cut. So that's your leaderboard. We will keep you updated. Tim Kirkjim will talk baseball with us at the top of the hour. Hopefully you will talk with me now. 392-8255. Doesn't have to be baseball. Uh, Lucas, Lucas, you're a day behind, sir, because he gave me his female artist. I'm looking for the male artist today, okay? But he thinks, from the football standpoint, it's not changed. He he still thinks nine and three is what uh, the Gators will end up. John says Bob Dylan would be the male vocalist. Um, okay, it's funny. I think if you were to group this like the most interest in it is probably goes group, female, male. Funny how that works. Uh, All right, we've got a couple of emails here. I hope we get some more calls. A lot going to go on this weekend. I really think Sterling Thompson is going to be the first Gator drafted. Uh, The MLB trade deadline uh, does not take place until August 2nd, so there's still 
a while to go. Um, there's eight teams within five games of the wild card spot in the American League, six in the National. So it'll be interesting to see if those kinds of teams trade to get better, to possibly make, you know, do you mortgage your short-term future to make the playoffs this year? That's going to be fun to see in, what, two weeks? What's that, three weeks maybe, whatever it is? Um, Sam emails. Uh, he said, Steve, are there any Gator recruits that could be high draft picks? Uh, yeah, but not like in past years. Um, I, I don't know among the, the Gator signees that there's a first-rounder in there. I, I, don't, I don't see that, um, and that bodes well, obviously, for Kevin O'Sullivan because you want your recruits to come to campus. Um, but, you know, remember, the money can be changed around. You know, we saw that with Judd Fabian last year, so you don't really know. D will talk to us. Hi, D. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, hit a couple of your topics right quick. Uh, as far as male singer, uh, I'm going to go Ray Parker Jr., man. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his, okay. um, and I don't really care about Ghostbusters. That means nothing to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was in an old group called Radio. Radio, yeah. He went on, yeah, he went on his own, man. He's just something about that. He's smooth, smooth cat, man. So I, I'm Ray He's Parker singing Jr. about the other woman. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. Jack and Jill, yeah. Yeah. You know about that, Steve. You are you darn right. <laughs> um, as far as the uh, football, Steve, uh, Steve um, I got him at eight wins. Um, I'm I'm not gonna you know go overboard. I I know what we have as far as you know talent. Uh, you know, thank God the quarterback's coming back because I think that's the only reason we have some you know bit of optimism as far as this this season goes. If he he turns out to be as dynamic as we think he is, he he can win us some games, but. Um, I just think there's, there's going to be a new energy here, obviously with a new coach, uh, because I just think at the latter end of the season, Steve, especially after that Georgia game, I just think these these guys quit on Mullen. I think they didn't they didn't believe in him anymore. Um, I mean, you can even tell by that that game we uh, we played in the swamp against them. Was it Furman? I mean, we gave up what 42 points in the first half, most ever in the swamp. So I think there's going to be a new energy, a new vibe in the stadium with these players. So. Um, I have them at eight, nine is the ceiling. If you win, you know, one of these games you're not expected to win. But um, like I said, man, I, I think we're going to be uh, rejuvenated. I think some guys going to um, have something to prove this year. I would uh, be shocked, uh, to your point, D, at least initially, you know, if there isn't a new energy. Now, you know, things have to go right because if they, you know, start to, you know, go wrong – then what happens? You know, does the locker room stay together? Do they still give effort, et cetera? Uh, I think they will. And I think you're in the ballpark of what most Gator fans think. You know, eight or nine wins. And that's not being pessimistic. That's looking at what the roster was a year ago, seeing what's on the roster now, and seeing what the schedule is. Right. I mean, you you got to be objective when you look at this stuff, man. I mean, um, you know, like I said, the quarterback's here. You know, thank goodness he's here. But, you know, I, I we need pass rushers. Um, you got to be able to run the ball, which we couldn't down the latter part of last season. Uh, and, and we didn't create a lot of turnovers last year. So, um, 
I, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm from Missouri, man. I got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D. Appreciate you. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Tony is next. Hi, Tony. Yeah, hey, Steve, uh, my male vocalist has to be Sinatra. Okay. And uh, and uh, uh, as far as the uh, football season or football, uh, I think it's a beautiful mystery. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that, that it'll be better, but uh, hope, you know, you hope at one hand and do something else with another hand, you know what you get. But I think, believe, as Aaron Rodgers said, it's a beautiful mystery. I really don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's think. a fair assessment because yeah. I don't know – if, for example, the guys who were here last year, there were some positive things that happened, no, no question. But is the system going to be better? Is what you know? Will Anthony Richardson be a quarterback? And forget the spectacular. Forget that for just a second. Is he capable of that? We all know he is. Okay. Yeah. But will mm-hmm. he cut? If he is dynamic with his legs and he is a little above average throwing the ball, and Florida can run it, then I think their offense is going to be pretty good. They just can't have the interceptions and the turnovers you know, they've had in the past. And I think this staff will do what it, obviously what it can do to turn Richardson into something like that. I think the big question mark is defense. I, I just don't know, yeah. you know how good they're – I think they're capable – you know, there's some guy. I think Dexter. A lot of people think he's going to be prime for a big year. I think at the back end, that that's a question mark a bit at safety. You know, linebacker is not real deep. So you know, we'll see. Yeah, is uh, Vontrell Miller going to be healthy this yep, year? Yep, he should be fine. Okay. Well, hope that they're again. Like I say, let's, let's hope that it's better. But uh, we'll have to see. Wait and see. All right, All right. Tony. Thank you. All right, thank, thank you for your call, Adam. Welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve, uh, thanks for the show, and thanks for taking my call, my mm-hmm. man. Yep. Hey, um, my female singer on a desert island uh, would be uh, Stevie Nicks. Okay. And I agree with your man, um, Frank Sinatra, all day. I mean, I could listen to him till the end of time, for sure. Um, as far as the, uh, the Gator program right now, I'm more optimistic and reasons being is that um, Billy Napier and this staff that he brought in has proven that they can run the ball, albeit in the Sun Belt Conference, um, but brought over Montrell Johnson and uh, Osiris Torrance on the offensive line. And with the threat of Anthony Richardson at quarterback, especially now that he's had the surgery that he's needed since high school um, and he's back to 100%, the threat of him running at any time uh, with a veteran in Naquan Wright, who also is back to 100%, um, able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, and then you got Montrell Johnson and uh, Kingsley Aguayacon is, is a huge contributor uh, that we lost early in last season, fourth or fifth game, I can't recall. Um, the running attack is going to be uh, stellar, I think. Our most difficult position group, I think, is a defensive line. However, you have uh, a linebacker crew that's coming back with it, the the senior, Ventral Miller. Um, Derek Wingo is going to shine. Uh, this is uh, uh, the five-star out of – I can't – I'm not remembering. Uh, our boy, the pass rusher, defensive end from Georgia. What was his name? 
I'm drawing a blank on it. Five star. Um, the defensive end. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we got a lot of help there. Um, the second best position on the field has got to be uh, our secondary. Uh, with Patrick Tony teaching these guys, uh, Jason Marshall's a five star. Trey Dean's coming back for his fifth year. Rashad Torrance. I think we got a lot of promise uh, coming in. We could easily go uh, the eight and four, but I think ten and two is our ceiling. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. And, and it got to remember that the the discipline on the team and the penalties. Hell, we were last. We were last, almost last, dead last in the entire country in penalties last year. That's not going to be the same with this this staff that we got coming in. Steve. Well, and and I think you if defensively, you mentioned Miller. You know, who, who hopefully is healthy. Brenton Cox is the guy you were talking about. Um, yeah, but, who wasn't supposedly healthy, you know, most of last year. Uh, if they are healthy, that's really good. And, you know, I, what I, I understand it's a bit apples and oranges because the personnel is different. But if you look at what Napier did with uh, Lewis, his quarterback, who was five foot whatever he was, 10, whatever, in 2020 – he completed nearly 60% of his passes. And he also ran for 300-plus yards and had a similar season a year ago. So he had a, quote, dual-threat quarterback there, and he has the ultimate dual-threat guy in Richardson. So you would think, you know, with a better physical skill set, those numbers would be good. We'll see. Absolutely. I think so, Steve. Thanks for the show, man. Go Gators. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate your call. Austin, get right to you. Hang on. 1247 time check brought to you by Hayes Generally ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Perry Yalcutt. On the diamond, the Tampa Bay Rays begin their series against the Baltimore Orioles after coming off a series sweep against the Boston Red Sox. Luis Patino takes the mound for the Rays as both teams compete in a tight wild card race heading into the All-Star break. Coverage for the game can be found right here at 6.30. In professional golf, the Open at St. Andrews continues today. At last look, Dustin Johnson leads the pack under two. Three former Gators compete with Billy Horschel set to tee off at 8.30, one over par. Sam Horsfield and Mark Kalkovecchia are projected to miss the cut. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Perry Yalka. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's Belonging isn't just about fitting in, it's about feeling at home. That's why at Radiant Credit Union, belonging means more than just getting great financial services. It's the warm smiles when you walk into a branch, the care we take when decisions affect your life, and the love we have for this community, (laughs) even if we do cheer a bit too loud at Little League games. At Radiant Credit Union, you belong. Learn more about Radiant Credit Union's free checking accounts with cash back on everyday purchases at RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. 
1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. Did you know the brain develops until you're 25? That means any drugs or alcohol you put into your body affect the way your brain develops. You need your brain for everything you do. Each time teens use drugs or alcohol increases the risk of damage to their brain and body, even death. You have the power to protect your brain. Use the facts about drugs and alcohol to make your future the best it can be. Check out thefactsyourfuture.org. Your future depends on it. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. ESPN's Tim Kirkjian will join us at the top of the hour to talk a little baseball. Austin will talk to us now. Austin, hi. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, um, in terms of the uh, male artist, uh, I would say uh, Tom Petty. I'm a huge fan. Oh, okay. Good. Um, and then um, moving on to the Gator football season, um, you know, I, I go into every season thinking we're going to go 11-0, and but realistically, I mean, I think I see uh, – I, I I'm vacillating between nine and three and ten and two at this point, um, but I, just because I think the toughest games on our schedule are probably Utah, Texas A&M, and Georgia, um, and I think it, you know I'll uh, think more about that and talk to you more about it later. But at this point, I think uh, I would go between ten and three and nine and two. Yeah, I think you're you're probably uh, one of the more optimistic ones. Um, I think a lot of people have said you know eight wins nine wins. I mean, the great thing when you look at a football schedule, most of them, if you play, you know, a competitive schedule in a competitive league, a lot of people are just assuming Florida's going to beat Kentucky because it's home. And a lot of people are assuming Florida's going to beat Tennessee on the road because they've owned Tennessee. Uh, We'll see. I mean, again, I, I think Kentucky is the swing game on this schedule. I really do, because even if you beat Utah, which would be great, you start your season Uh off beating a ranked team. Well, if you lose at home to Kentucky, that's a home loss, and it's a league loss. And, you know, you want to protect your house. And Kentucky, I mean, maybe I'm dreaming, but I just think they're going to be a lot tougher competition than what most people think. They have a returning quarterback who's really good. We're going to see. Right, I agree. And um, I wanted to ask you uh, to ask uh, Tim Kirchin a question on um, what he thinks uh, the Marlins are going to do uh, at the trade deadline. All right, thank you, Steve. Okay, Austin, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Peyton says he thinks the Gators are going to finish 6-6 six and six with losses to Georgia, A&M, Florida State, Utah, Kentucky, and Tennessee. 
that would be – now, look, we don't know what the injury situation is going to be, you know, come Thanksgiving, but that would be a bad loss. I, I think – I don't care if it's away. I think Florida is better on paper at this point than Florida State is. Uh, BB says his mail would be Sir James Paul McCartney. Uh, and he says, Forrest Gump and I think football will still be a box of chocolates. You won't really know what you're going to get, not only from our team, but from our opponents as well, including Georgia. He says, who's your favorite current NFL quarterback to watch play? Hmm. That's a great question. Tom Brady. Because... Look, the dude's playing when he's 108, and he's still playing well. And every time I see him play, it amazes me that at his age, he does what he does. So for that reason, I would say Tom Brady. If you're asking me, you know, is there an exciting guy? Um, Mahomes was that for me, but sometimes I think he does too much. And and just because, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers to me, now, look, we can talk about his personality. We can talk about, you know, what, what what's he won, all that. But as far as that little flick of the wrist that he makes, and he's pretty damn good. I mean, he, he would probably be right up there, too. Because because of that, just just from a, you know, the way I think Aaron Rodgers is the best in the business at moving his feet in the pocket, you know, waiting to make a throw. I think he's awesome in doing that. I, I think he's really good. Hope that answered your question, BB. Uh, let's see here. Justin says, male artist, Morgan Wallen. I have no idea who that is. Do you know who that is? Yeah? Okay. It must be somebody new because I don't know who it is. Uh, Gator football, either seven or eight wins. When the season starts, I know Phantom will set in and will be going undefeated. You bet, Justin. That's the that's the fun of it. You know, seven weeks out, we can sit here and, you know, well, we can we can dissect it, right? Well, I don't know if they're going to beat, you know, Kentucky at home. I'm not sure they're going to beat Tennessee on the road. But when it gets closer and it gets, you know, yeah, they're going to go undefeated. That's the way it should be. That's the cool thing about fandom. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Just tuning in. Tim Kirkson's going to be here, top of the hour, talk MLB. Uh, as you call in today, give me, you're on a desert island, give me the male vocalist, the one male vocalist you'd want to have to listen to as you were on the desert island. And a lot of different ones today, good ones. I got a quick story about Sinatra. When I was a kid, my, my, my mother was a Bobby Soxer. So, you know, she knew Sinatra when, you know, the Bobby Soxers were screaming and yelling for him. And, you know, I was into Led Zeppelin and the Doors and the Beatles, and and she put Sinatra on, when I was home one day and I just thought, oh, no, what, what is this? You know, what are you playing him for? 
when I got a little older, and Sinatra had the second resurgence in his career, when he you know, did like Strangers of the Night and That's Life and all that kind of stuff, I, I listened to him do a song called Summer Wind. And I was blown away. I was blown away by his phraseology, how, I mean, amazing. And yet the year before, if you'd have said Frank Sinatra, I'd have said, oh, God, oh, please, no. So, I mean, it just goes to show you. Uh, you, you, you learn as you, as you go along. Last two emails of the hour. Ron says, Gators go 8-4, and four, maybe 9-3. and three. I'd be glad to be wrong. Puts a parentheses, uh, hope that they win. Uh, and he says, Steve, do you think this is Tigers' last Open championship? Um, maybe not the last Open championship, but maybe the last one there at that course because, you know, it rotates. So it could be there. And I think that's why he got emotional today. You know, when he walked 18, he was visibly moved by the ovation he got. And I think it's in at least in part because he's not sure what his – you know, if that's going to be the last one he has there or not. And uh, he ended up nine over par, and great for the crowd to do what it did for him. Tim Kirkchen joins us top of the hour to talk MLB. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Being present and in the moment for family activities was impossible because Will Burt was so focused on the constant pain in his leg. My wife likes to take walks. I always kind of dreaded going on walks because they hurt. The boys both play baseball. I coach their teams. I was going to do them and be in pain and be uncomfortable and kind of sacrifice my own health. An old Achilles injury left Will coping with agonizing pain until he discovered the natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. No surgery or steroids. The procedure took place in the office and Will walked right out. I feel great. There's no pain. There's no tenderness. Patients like Will are feeling amazing and living their best lives. Ironically, just got off the golf course today, so I think that's a good telltale sign that the Achilles is feeling better. Don't be in pain another day. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 352-400-4550 That's 352-400-4550 352-400-4550 Can you imagine buying a TV or a car using it for a year or two and then taking it back to trade it in for a new model and the retailer gives you a full refund plus an extra 10% toward the new one? Yeah. 
Never happened, right? But it does happen at International Diamond Center with our 110% diamond upgrade guarantee. It works like this. When you buy any diamond at IDC and keep it for at least a year, we'll give you back 110% of your original purchase when you decide to upgrade to a larger stone. For example, you buy a diamond today for $5,000. When it's time to upgrade, IDC will give you $5,500 toward the new diamond. That's guaranteed 10% appreciation when you trade up. Think about it. IDC will give you more than you paid us for the first diamond. This is for any engagement ring center stone as well as all diamond solitaire pendants and all diamond stud earrings. You get 10% more value when you trade up. Just another example of how we stand behind everything we sell. International Diamond Center. Get locations, directions, and store hours at shopidc.com. It's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into our two of Sports Scene for this Friday. Michael is producing the broadcast today. We always appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports here on Sports Scene. One of my favorite guests is somebody I'm about to talk to right now. He covers Major League Baseball, has for a long time, ESPN, ESPN.com. Tim Kirkchen joins us. Tim, thank you for taking the time. Let me start. Uh, let's start in the American League. Uh, before you came on, I always get emails to ask you questions. And the first one was about the Rays. He said, does Tim have any inside scoop on what the Rays might do at the trade deadline? Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be particularly active because – they're the Rays. They don't have a lot of funds to deal with. Now, having said that, last year they went out and got Nelson Cruz at the break, and he was instrumental in getting them as far as they got in the playoffs. So they're not averse to doing it, but it has to be something that financially fits what they can do. They can't obviously do what the Yankees and the Dodgers and a lot of other teams look do, but they have so many issues right now with their injuries, I don't know how they're going to get through this. And yet I've been saying that all year, and they just swept the Red Sox, and they're still very much in the playoff race. So never underestimate the Rays, but they need some help. And I think they'll go out and get some a reliever because there will be plenty of those available. I just don't think they're going to go get that one guy that is going to put them over the top. You, I'm sure, know this because you know a lot of uh, different things in the sport and what's happened. The American League East, everybody is over 500. It's only happened like three or four different times. you got to be surprised by that, especially by Baltimore. What's fueled Baltimore's success here? Well, first off, going into yesterday, the AL East had a 562 winning percentage. That would be the highest winning percentage by any division at the All-Star break since, you know, 1969 when divisional play began. That's wow. how strong the AL East has been. The Orioles are an amazing story. Last year, they finished 39 games out of fourth place. They finished 
39 games <laughs> behind the next worst team in their division. That was only one other team done anything like that. And now they're over 500. They've won 10 games in a row. It's one of the best stories we've seen in, in recent years. Their bullpen is great. And all of these young pitchers, hitters that kind of came up at the same time, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander, they're all starting to hit at the same time. But they're also like 10 games over 500 since Atley Rushman showed up. And he is the, the cornerstone of the franchise. They're building around him, and I don't think it's a coincidence they have started to play really well the day that guy showed up. All of a sudden, you know, Seattle narrowly missed the playoffs last year. And, Tim, they've won 11 in a row. Are they for real? Yeah. I, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. But I may have to amend that because not only did they win 90 games last year, they improved themselves in the offseason. And even though they got off to a horrendous start, they have played exceptional baseball, and not just for the last two weeks when they put this win streak together. They played this way for the last month, and it's a very impressive team. Julio Rodriguez has changed the look of that team. He's one of the best young players to come in the big leagues in a long time. And their bullpen is good, and they have plenty of starting pitching led by Robbie Ray, who has been, and Logan um, yeah, they they have been so good in so many different ways on their team. It's really impressive, and they're right in the middle of the playoff race. Is there a team more disappointing than the Angels? I mean, they fire their manager. You have Mike Trout again, who may not make the playoffs again. Would they ever entertain trading him? Uh, I don't see that happening, no. And I don't think they should, and I don't think Mike Trout wants to be traded. He is a very loyal guy. He said, I signed to play here, and I'm going to stay here. Now, would it make sense if things go completely awry here to look into this? Well, maybe it does, but I don't think it's going anything like that is going to happen. I think their bigger question is, what are they going to do with Shohei Otani? Yeah. He's a free agent after next season, and they have no plans on trading him. They want to sign him at all costs, but he really wants to win, and if they're not going to give him a chance to win, he may test free agency after next year, which puts them in a very difficult spot. If they find that they can't, if they're not confident that they can re-sign him, then they might have to trade him at some point, but I can't see that happening until a year from now when they've exhausted all opportunities to make the team better with him on the team. Tim Kirchner, our guest, covers MLB, of course, for ESPN, ESPN.com. Tim, let's switch to the National League. I had a, one of the emailers was, the Marlins are only, I think, two or three games under 500. Buyers or sellers come trade time? Well, Kimming, the GM, is very aggressive, so I think they'll try to be buyers until it's clear that this isn't going to happen. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think they have too far to go to become a playoff team this year. So I think they should be they should be sellers, but within reason. They're starting to build something there. They have tremendous starting pitching led by Sandy Alcantara, and they have other pitching in their system. So they, they, they can't trade the one commodity that they have that so many others don't, and that's terrific young pitching. 
So I think they're just going to stay relatively pat and say, all right, we're still building something here. They may trade a veteran player or two, but I don't think they have enough there to get significantly better. And I think it would be a mistake to trade any of their great young pitching to try to make the playoffs when I think there are six or seven teams already better than them in the National League. My Mets have done a nice job with the pitching injuries. I guess DeGrom is close to getting back. But let me ask about him. He's kind of a sphinx to me, Tim. He doesn't say much, and he hasn't been really healthy. How close is he to coming back, and do you think the Mets are looking to try to keep him long-term? Well, the Mets want to keep him long-term, of course, because he's arguably, when healthy, the best pitcher in baseball. However... He has made it clear that he's going to opt out of his contract at the end of this year. That doesn't mean he's not going back to New York, but it means he's going to have his contract looked at again. And I've talked to different people. Some think he's staying. Some think he's leaving. But all that matters is he comes back healthy and really helps the Mets. I think that changes the equation dramatically. Let's say he comes back. Let's say the Mets win the World Series and he is an integral part of that. I don't see how they could possibly let him get away, and I don't see why he would want to leave if he comes in and helps pitch them to where they want to go. So I think the next four months, obviously, are going to tell us everything we need to know about the next place that Jacob deGrom is going to pitch. Tim, two last questions. You know, I know the Yankees have had a phenomenal year, and they deserve everything. But nobody seems to be giving the Astros love. And, and, and they have been terrific. What say you about the Astros? The Astros are really, really good. Uh, if they played the Yankees in the playoffs right now, I would probably think the Astros would win that series because they played the Yankees so well. The Astros have great starting pitching led by Justin Berlander and Framber Valdez. And they're going to get Lance McCullers back from the injured list uh, the beginning of August, likely. So that's going to be a huge boost. And we know offensively they are really good as long as they stay healthy. Ardon Alvarez not healthy at the moment. But once he and Altuve, who got hurt last night, once they get healthy again uh, completely, then the Astros are a dynamic offensive team with great starting pitching. So they, they went to the World Series last year. I think they can go to the World Series this year, but they're going to have to go through a better Yankee team than we've seen in a long time. Final question for you. This is a bigger picture question, Tim. Um, What do you think the future of the Oakland franchise is in Oakland, and is there expansion in the league around the corner in your view? I'm not sold that we're close on expansion. I think they have to fix the Rays situation and fix the A's situation before you can expand. Those are two unhealthy franchises, even though both of them have had tremendous success on the field, especially the last five to ten years. But I think the A's, and note my hesitation, are going to get a new ballpark finally in Oakland. I think it's going to take some time. But it seems finally some real progress has been made about finding a site in that area for them to play in a new stadium because they have to get a new ballpark. And if they get a new ballpark, then they're staying and everything's going to be fine. But if they don't, 
then all bets are off, and then expansion comes back in. But again, I don't see expanding to 32 teams when two teams, the Rays and A's, need a lot of help. Is Alonzo going to win the – our Gator Alonzo here going to win the home run derby? Yes, we're going to have a three-peat because Ooh. I've never met anybody who is more interested in winning this event <laughs> than Pete Alonzo. He loves every second of it. He's really good at it. And uh, I know he can't wait to be the first one ever to win three in a row. I'll end on that. Tim, I know how busy you are. I appreciate you very much doing this. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks. Okay, Tim. He really knows his stuff. Big admirer of him. Tim Kirkchen covers MLB for ESPN, ESPN.com. Uh, how about that? He's in, he's in the polar bear's corner. That's really good. All right. We'll open the phone lines for you today if you're just tuning in. I'm going to give you my desert island thing because uh, it's time of the year to do it, right? You're on a desert island. I've given you what group would you have, what 45, what album, what female vocalist today, what would be the male vocalist you would have on the desert island. Only one that you could choose. And then we're s almost seven weeks, seven weeks from tomorrow away from the start of Gator football, are you more optimistic on the season, less optimistic on the season, or about the same? We will get your thoughts pronto. 115, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kyle Curtis. The Tampa Bay Rays look to keep things rolling tonight whenever they take on the Baltimore Orioles. Tune in right here when coverage begins at 6.30. In other news, the 150th Open is underway at the historic St. Andrews. The top of the leaderboard is stacked with big names including Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Young, and Scotty Scheffler. An emotional Tiger Woods walked down the 18th fairway in what could be his last Open after he failed to make the cut. Additionally, Sun center DeAndre Ayton will remain with the Phoenix Suns until further notice after the franchise matched the Pacers' offer of $133 million over four years to have him remain in Phoenix. I'm Kyle Curtis, and that is your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville is at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. I would imagine... Over 40-plus years, a lot of you, not only in Gainesville, but throughout North Central Florida, have dealt with the Cousins family at one time or another. I would also bet your experience was a good one. It has been for me over the years. They really do it right. The most impressive thing to me about what they do, they don't try to shove something down your throat, buy a car you really don't want. They work with you to make sure you get the vehicle you want. They'll help you test drive them. They'll answer any questions you have. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue, or you can go online at secars.com, and you can check out the vehicles there, and you can find out all the pertinent information. And remember, as vehicles come and go off the lot, they will make sure that they uh, update the vehicles that are there. I've been a proud customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. I continue to be. I don't endorse anything I don't believe in. They're great people with great vehicles. Check them out. 
When you go see him in person, make sure and tell him Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Warriors Gridiron Grill, celebrating their one-year anniversary, and you can join them. Here's the head ball coach himself. On August 11, our restaurant Spurrier's Gridiron Grill will be celebrating our one-year anniversary, and we're inviting you to Celebration Point. Proceeds from the event will go to the Ronald McDonald House, and we'll have a spread of your favorite Spurrier dishes, as well as special guests. So go to Spurrier's.com right now and reserve your spot before it sells out. And thank you for a super first year. Go Gators. Get your reservations now at Spurrier's.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Florida Army National Guard. Aired by the Florida Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Callaway's Chrome Soft isn't just better for the better players, it's better for everyone. Starting with our best-selling regular Chrome Soft, golfers get better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. For better players looking for workability, Chrome Soft X gives you excellent spin consistency and tour-level greenside control. And finally, Chrome Soft XLS delivers lower spin on longer shots, firmer feel, yet high spin around the greens. Learn more, find your golf ball today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, All right, we're entering the home stretch for today and for the week. Let's hear from you. If you want to bring up something I haven't talked about today, please do. 3928255. Dean says uh, his male vocalist, Alan Jackson, uh, because he's a writer, 
which is a poet, lots of great conversations, but he says simply as a poet, the list begins and ends with Elvis. Yeah. Joey says his male artist would be Robert Plant. And Bob says Gainesville native Tom Petty would be with him on the island. Tom Petty is the only one so far to get multiple votes to be on the island. 3928255. And again, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Jaguars have uh, announced when they're going to open up camp. It's going to be a week from Monday, July 25th. So, again, we're starting to get out of this and move closer to the fall when things really pick up. Um, I'm answering an email on air here from Randy. He asked me if they have set a date yet for uh, Gator Media Day and such. They have not. At least they've not made it public. Um, Normally, normally it's like the 4th, 5th, or 6th of August. So, again, it's maybe going to be you know, two, three weeks away before that. But you got to get through SEC Media Days first. That begins uh, on Monday. And then uh, after that, I think we're all set to go. And uh, that's a good thing. Um, Mark emails. He actually has a really good question. A really good question. Um, boy, I'm not, he said... Who would you say right now is the number one athlete in sports? I can't answer I can't answer that. Because you're talking about sports. Okay? I mean, if you said who's the top football player, okay, you could give me but I mean sports? That that that's I'm not sure. If you gave me half a day, I could answer that. I'm not saying it's a bad question. It's not. But just, you know, one of the things that has not been mentioned today in our trendings is uh, how many track uh, former Gators and current Gators uh, are competing at the World Games. 17, either current or former Gators are competing at the uh, World Championships. And this year it's in the U.S. It's actually out in Oregon, in Eugene. 17 of them. That's pretty impressive. Again, the job Mike Holloway has done here. Um, They were supposed to happen in 2021. COVID pushed it back. Um, So now 49 events over 190 countries and over 1,900 athletes will compete in this 10-day event. And for the first time, I didn't know this, they're going to award a team trophy to the nation that accumulates the most points. The Gators, the 17, will represent nine different countries, including nine Americans for Team USA. Florida will have representatives for Liberia, the Bahamas, Jamaica, Man, Norway, Denmark, Japan, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and Nigeria. 
and six athletes off the 2022 roster will be on this world stage. And that runs uh, July 15 through 24 in uh, Eugene, Oregon. That's pr- I mean, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, say what you want. I mean, I, I'm, I'm biased because, I mean, I think Mike Holloway is the best coach on this campus. And that means nothing against the other ones because there's some really, really, really good coaches on this campus. But, good God, uh, what he's done here uh, is pretty darn remarkable. Uh, Frank emails. I got some calls. I got emails, but I got another half hour to go. I will update you uh, one or two more times on the leaderboard as well um, at uh, at the Open. Uh, Billy Horschel is now the lone Gator who has a chance to stick in the field. Uh, Cal Cavecchia uh, in his final Open will not make the cut, and neither will Sam Horsfield. Uh, Frank has a baseball one. Um, he says, uh, Steve, where do you think Judd Fabian will be drafted? That's a great question. I, if I had to guess this, I would say second round. And he may be a polarizing pick. Because remember, you know, the knock on him was last year too many strikeouts. He cut down on his strikeouts. But he turned down a lot of money. I think Sterling Thompson's going to be the first Gator drafted. Doesn't mean Fabian's bad. I don't mean that at all. I just think, and they'll be pretty close. I think Thompson will go near the end, you know, somewhere in the 20s, maybe 30 in the first round, Fabian shortly after that. And I think the next Gator to be drafted is going to be Brandon Sproat. He might, Brandon Sproat might have made himself a lot of money with, with, with the way he pitched down the stretch. Um, and then, you know, what happens to Ryapel, what happens to Rivera, what happens to Colby Halter? Uh, look, you don't have to be a high you, – you can choose to play pro ball if you're not a high draft choice. But, you know, if you're not, most guys, if they can come back, do so they can be a higher draft choice. We will see Monday night – I'm sorry, Sunday night. That's the round one of the draft. Coming up on 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. As you may have heard, Melden Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldenLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Melden Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference Program. At Melden Law, we won't back down. Melden Law Injury Lawyers Offices Gainesville Lake City and Ocala. Pump it up this summer, literally. Underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives. Whether you're driving across town or across Florida, make sure your tires are properly inflated, damage-free, and have adequate tread depth. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. We are all on this planet together. 
So join Odyssey and find your one thing. This summer, try some eco-friendly water sports like paddle boarding, swimming, or diving. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate, and remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. If you're living with chronic joint pain in your knees, hips, lower back, and shoulders, I've got exciting news for you. Emmett Smith, all-time rushing leader and Hall of Famer. Now you can get relief from pain without harmful medications and surgery. Call my guys at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics specializes in biologic therapies that can repair and restore damaged tissue. I'm talking about natural pain treatments now available, not just for pro athletes, but to people like you. At QC Kinetics, we're seeing patients every day who suffer from chronic joint pain but who desperately wanted to avoid surgery. We're treating joint pain with biologic therapies, regenerative solutions with long-lasting results. Listen, it's all about getting your life back. Playing touch football with kids, walking upstairs pain-free, getting back on a job, and patients at QC Kinetics are raving about the results. QC Kinetics. Call to learn more about restorative treatments that can get you back in the game. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A mix of sun and clouds today, highs near 90, a little bit warmer southeastward toward the Ocala National Forest. We'll have spotty sea breeze showers popping up first near the I-95 corridor, and as that Atlantic sea breeze migrates inland and interacts with a more humid air mass, expect coverage of storms to increase, especially from I-75 northwestward toward the Swanee Valley and the Big Bend in those areas. Flash flooding will be possible. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. All right, in the home stretch here, the final half hour or so. Let's talk to Jake. Jake, hello. Hey, hello, Steve. Um, still got a chance to get in about crooners? Yep, go ahead. Well, I never was much for, quote, a crooner like you just said, Sinatra, you liked him, or Bing Crosby, or Buble, any of those guys. But my two favorite vocalists, if you could count them, I guess, would be John Lennon and Robert Plant. Okay. And um, seen them both, and they were both just, I'll never forget them. But I got a question for you, because I know you're a Mets guy, and I kind of, over the years, have gotten away from baseball, major league. I love college ball, like the Gators, but I got turned on to the Mets by you really watching that series, and I fell asleep the night of the first game, but the 
guy pitching the first five innings, he one-hitted him. What is that guy's name? Is it like Schecter or something? Max Scherzer. Scherzer. How, did he end up being a winning pitcher? Yes. Well, he looked really, really good. And uh, because of Alonzo, I think I'm kind of chiming in with the Mets now. Appreciate it. Well, Thanks. if they if, if, if they get Jacob deGrom back, who was a Stetson grad, by the way, um, then if he's the, 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 if he's the DeGrom that was before he got hurt, that's going to make the Mets that much better. Because when Tim Kirchner was just here, you know, from ESPN, he said it, DeGrom arguably, when healthy, is the best pitcher in baseball. But that remains to be seen how healthy he is. Well, that's good to hear because, like I said, I really hadn't been watching a lot of uh, pro baseball, but... That was a really good series. I really enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, the Mets took two out of three, which, you know, if you're a Mets fan, is good. Uh, but that lead is still just two and a half. Mike, uh, his male vocalist would be Marvin Gaye. Um, that's a good choice. James says um, his daughter, is it Tamari? I hope, James, I got that right, made the USA World Track and Field team for the 4x100 relay. She's a GHS Oak Hall alum. Good stuff. All right, now, a quick update uh, at the Open. Cameron Smith, 13 under par. He is now in the clubhouse at 13 under par. Cameron Young is 10 under through 16. By the way, Smith today, 8 under par 64. Pretty good. Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy are both at 9-under. Johnson was 5-under on today's round. He shot 67. McIlroy is 9-under through 11. He is 3-under for the day. Terrell Hatton, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland are all 8-under par. Adam Scott, Patrick Cantlay, uh, among a group of uh, four, I think, at seven under par. And then uh, at six under, Lucas Herbert, Siwoo Kim at five under. I'm just giving you some of the names here. Shoffley is at five under. Rom, Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth at four under. Spieth, Spieth is done after a 69 today. Lee Westwood is four under. Sergio Garcia is Three under. He's six under today after shooting a 75 yesterday. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood is three under uh, through 17. Hideki Matsuyama uh, is three under, as is Will Zalatoris. Uh, let's see here down the line. Bryson DeChambeau is one under. He shot 74 today. He was two over for the round. Billy Horschel is one under through 16. He's two under for the day. Justin Thomas is also one under. And the projected cut is one over par, which means players like uh, Heinrich Stenson uh, and others, uh, like, uh, for example, Phil Mickelson, would not make the cut. And there's several players that are web, uh, big names. Webb Simpson, uh, let's see, Ernie Els, Tony Finau, 
Colin Morikawa, Keegan Bradley, John Daly, Zach Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Kevin Na, Stuart Sink, Phil Mickelson. Mickelson shot 77 today. All those dudes would not make the cut. Uh, Sam Horsfield, the Gator, 8 over par after a 76 today. He shot 76 yesterday. And Mark Alcovecchia uh, is not. Tiger Woods, in case you missed it, is going to miss the cut. 9 over par for the tournament. Uh, big ovation for him as he left the course. Because we don't know. This will be his last open at St. Andrews. Let's get some calls. Finish the day strong. Talk a little sports. 392-8255. And you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, as far as things going on, um, it's interesting. When you look at what's happening in the sports world, there isn't a whole lot. Baseball, but this weekend at least, we get something with the Major League Baseball draft, home run derby, the All-Star game, SEC media days. So there's a few things that will at least start to happen. Uh, Paul has an email. He said, Steve, you're a Knicks fan. Uh why can't they get Donovan Mitchell? Why wouldn't they get Donovan Mitchell? Have you seen what Danny Ainge is asking for? He's asking for, like, countries. I mean, maybe somebody will give him what he wants for Donovan Mitchell. But, I mean, he was asking for half the Knicks team, all their number one draft choices. I mean, I get it. If the Knicks do that, I'm done with them. I'm just done with them. I'll find some, somebody else to root for. It's hard to root for the Knicks because they've been so bad. Bill emails. Who's your, who do you think are the favorites for the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. Um, I don't want to not answer your question. It's hard to repeat. So I wouldn't put the Rams there. But in the NFC, good grief. I wouldn't say that. I'll tell you who I'd like to see. Buffalo. I, I just think, you know, Buffalo's a, by, by NFL standards, a small market. They've been close recently. But, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to pick Kansas City. I think the team that's going to make the biggest fall is Tennessee. I don't see them winning 12 games again. I just don't see that. You know, remember the Bengals were 10-7, and seven and they got hot. So, you know, is this the Bengal team that got hot, or is this the Bengal team that, you know, was okay but not great? In the NFC, I... I, I get love for Green Bay, but who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw to? I think the AFC is better than the NFC, but I'll tell you a couple of teams, if things go right, I don't see Arizona winning 11 games again. I don't see San Francisco winning 10 games again. So who picks up that slack? How about Philly? They're a lot better, I think. Now, 
you know, Jalen Hurts, we'll see. But I, I kind of like them to be better. And after that, I don't like the Cowboys. I don't think they're going to win 12 games again. So I think the AFC has a better league overall. The Chargers, I think, helped themselves. But they're in a tough division. Will Russell Wilson help the Broncos? Because many think they were just a quarterback away. Well, he's pretty good. And uh, the other team, i got to give Bill Belichick credit. They won 10 games last year with a team that was just so-so. I mean, Mac Jones developed, but, you know, who, who do they have at receiver? They still won 10 games. But Buffalo clearly, clearly, in my opinion at least, is the class of that division. The Jets, not ready for prime time. Four wins a year ago. I think they'll be better than that, but not much. But they're on the right track at least. I think they've drafted well. They haven't done stupid things in terms of their personnel. So at least from that standpoint, I think they've done better. Uh, Sean emails. Steve, love the show. I feel for you, dude, because there's not a lot going on. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for feeling my pain. It's there. Believe me, it is. Um, He said, but let me ask a baseball question since that's what is going on. Uh, Who in the second half of the season do you think is going to make the biggest jump? Ooh, good question. Um, I'm not, I'll answer it, but I'll answer it with an asterisk because of the trade deadline. Who gets better at the trade deadline? Is there somebody that, you know, makes a real big deal that sort of, you know, makes them a lot better? The problem, if you're a Yankees fan, the problem with that is, You've been good all year long. Now, if you don't make the World Series, somehow it's a bust. And you know the Yankees, you would think, would be buyers. But, you know, their winning percentage is nearly 70%. That's ridiculous. You heard Tim Kirchner about the Rays. They are truly remarkable. They are. They probably are the most remarkable franchise in the major leagues because they don't spend money. They got an injury list that's from here to Micanopy Long, and they just swept the Red Sox. They just swept them. It's an incredible story. The team that I think has a chance to be better, the White Sox, because I picked them to win the division, and they've been hurt all year long. And yet, they're four games out of the lead in the division. The Astros, the most underappreciated team in baseball. They're good. In the National League, I mean, look, my Mets I have to root for. Don't discount the Braves, obviously. The Phillies, after firing a manager, are playing better baseball. They don't even have Bryce Harper, and they're above 500. The Central Division, I don't, I'm not, 
I thought the Brewers would be better than they are. The Cardinals are playing about the way I thought they would. And the Giants' magic from last year has gone away like I predicted it would be. They had too many things go right for them last year. And it hasn't been that way now. Uh, and the Dodgers, again, they're the only thing with them, they're not great on the road, but their run differential is plus 155. That's ridiculous. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kyle Curtis. The Tampa Bay Rays look to keep things rolling tonight whenever they take on the Baltimore Orioles. Tune in right here when coverage begins at 6.30. In other news, the 150th Open is underway at the historic St. Andrews. The top of the leaderboard is stacked with big names, including Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Young, and Scotty Scheffler. An emotional Tiger Woods walked down the 18th fairway in what could be his last Open after he failed to make the cut. Additionally, Sun center DeAndre Ayton will remain with the Phoenix Suns until further notice after the franchise matched the Pacers' offer of $133 million over four years to have him remain in Phoenix. I'm Kyle Curtis, and that is your Gainesville Sports Center. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. What I'll eat, I just don't know. Hey, Bob Rose here, and every time I look at the menu at Copper Monkey West, that's what I say to myself. They have so many delicious options, it's hard to decide. Should I get the chicken pot pie pasta with chunks of tender white chicken with veggies and rotini pasta in creamy chicken and cheddar cheese sauce? Oh, yeah. Or maybe one of their USDA choice steaks like the 12-ounce Certified Angus New York Strip. Maybe it's the black and red fish over wild rice with veggies. So delicious. And, of course, there's always the legendary Copper Monkey West Burgers, voted best in the area numerous times. You know, that's the thing, because whatever I end up choosing, I know the service will be top-notch. Because warm smiles and friendly faces make for a wonderful dining atmosphere. Is that what you're looking for? Good food, good service, good people? Well, it's all at Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. I'll see you there. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's Trade In and Trade Up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has the buyers, thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program is perfect for you. Learn more. Call 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Are you all worked up and working too much? You know what y'all need? Y'all need to chill out. Y'all need to have fun. Y'all need some adventure. Why? Y'all need Gatorland. How do we know? Ain't no one got more animals, more gators, or more fun than Gatorland. 
And now, Florida residents get what they need for less. With $16.50 admission now through the end of July. We know what y'all need. Y'all need Gatorland. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. James says, uh, how about the race sweep in Boston? Did you see that coming? No, not at all, James. But again, just the Rays are the kind of team that just when you think they're going to fold, they don't. Uh, Tom, Tommy says his male vocal... Leonard Cohen, and congratulations to Joe Kim Noah on his marriage. Yeah, he got married to a uh, Victoria's Secret, or I guess a former Victoria's Secret model. Chandler Parsons was in the, was, I don't know if he was in the wedding, but he was at the wedding. And he says it's his top athlete to make the most improvement from year one to year two as a Gator. Yeah, he certainly did. Back to the phones we go. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. Um, when, uh, when and if the SEC goes beyond 16 teams, does the next team or the next two teams, do they have to pay for themselves? Meaning, do they add enough to the TV contract to where they're not costing other teams in the league money? Is that part of the equation when they're looking at new teams, do you think? I don't think anybody costs anybody money i think what happens is if you have it depends on when the tv contract expires right because the big tens uh they're talking about it being a billion with a b dollars so if the current i I think i'm right in this if there is a current contract with the sec and some other teams come in via expansion it's not gonna. It's not gonna cost the league. It's not gonna. It's not gonna cost the SEC. Well, it's, but it's gonna cost each school one sixteenth. That money now gets divided into the new school. Right? I see what you're and saying. So, yes, but then. Yeah. But then you also have to take into account: Do these teams make the league stronger, so that sure. TV revenue goes up, and the share. And, and history shows this, right? The SEC's expanded. Hasn't the SEC payout also expanded? Absolutely. There you go. I, I agree. But is that part of, like, a, let's, let's say, you know, we get um, Duke. Is Duke going to drive up the money in the next contract to pay for itself being one of the 17 teams? Or is it not going to go enough? And teams are actually going to lose money because of Duke. No, Is I don't. You're not going to lose money. You're you're not going to lose money. 
If anything, you're going to get more. Nobody's going nobody's to say, I don't think, John, in a contract. I mean, I'll, I'll be facetious. If the SEC took um, Campbell and um, Georgia Southern, okay, w- would that, you know, entice uh, ESPN to say it, this contract's going to be whatever? No. But that's not going to happen because Greg Sankey's smart enough to understand he's going to take teams that are going to only do what you're saying, help in terms of the contract, and they would, in your terms, pay for themselves. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree with that. And I think Texas and Oklahoma, that the contract was before, was the contract before they were coming to the yes. SEC? Yes. So the next contract will include those two. Yes. And, and how high it goes, we'll find out. Okay, well, thank you, Steve. Okay, thank you, John. I mean, if, if they're talking a billion dollars for the Big Ten, I mean, again, I don't know when the SEC uh, agreement expires, but I think the new deal with CBS in football, I believe, is in 23. I think it's I'm, – I'm sorry, with ESPN. I think it's CBS next this coming year. I think in 23, it's with ESPN. Look – I don't, it's like anything else in this world, right? Money. Money talks. There's, there's a reason there's all this jockeying of position uh, and teams because it's about money. UCLA, if you look into their financial picture, they were in dire straits in their athletic department. Well, now... Going where they're going, that's going to change. That is going to be a financial windfall for them. They will get out of debt. It may not take, it may not be the first year, but there is definitely going to be uh, a windfall of money for USC and UCLA. Now, I was wrong in terms of the um, the deal by a year. I just looked it up. Um, it's 2024 that the ESPN deal with the SEC kicks in. Okay, so and and this is I believe I believe I'm correct in this. The SEC in its deal with ESPN. The contract is worth three billion with a B dollars. So the SEC is going to get an annual payment of three hundred million dollars, which is more than five times the yearly amount it received from CBS. Do you see why they changed? There was nothing wrong with the deal that the SEC had with CBS. CBS has been a good partner for the SEC. But money talks. Okay? And the SEC's been with CBS for a long time. But what I always tell you, the only constant 
is change. And they get the football and basketball package. And, you know, ABC is going to be part of this, not just ESPN. Um, Now, I also want to read you the accompanying statement that Sankey made when that contract was signed. Ready? This is a significant day for the SEC and for the future of our member institutions. Our agreement will greatly enhance our ability to support our student-athletes in the years ahead and to further enrich the game day experience for SEC fans around the world. We're thrilled to have been able to maximize our current position of strength to benefit our student-athletes, the fans to go to our games, and home viewers. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, in a nutshell, Right there. That's why that happened. So, with that, we will say goodbye for today and for the week. Our thanks today to Tim Kirkchin from ESPN, who does such a great job covering Major League Baseball, giving us his thoughts on what's going to happen. And uh, Monday, we'll know what the first round of the MLB draft has been like. It'll start SEC football media days. So got something to look forward to come Monday here on Sports Scene. And uh, Home Run Derby, too. We'll see if the polar bear can repeat. Thanks to Michael for producing today. We thank you. By the way, uh, uh, Alonzo is a two-seed. I think the one-seed is Kyle Schwarber, who's been hitting a bunch of home runs this year after he started the season terribly, but uh, he's picked it up recently. And I think he is the one seed and Alonzo is the two. And he's going to go up against Acuna, Alonzo. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy your weekend. See you Monday. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.